This is the podcast for the journal Genetics and Medicine, published by The Nature Publishing Group. It's the official peer-reviewed journal of the American College of Medical Genetics and Genomics. I'm Cynthia Graber. Non-invasive prenatal screening, or NIPS, became more widely available in 2011. The technology takes free-floating fetal DNA from the blood, that is, DNA that isn't contained within cells, of pregnant women and uses that DNA to screen the fetus. This is an important advance because it gives access to the fetal genome without any invasive procedures like amniocentesis or chorionic villus sampling. In 2013, the ACMG put out their first position statement on the use of NIPS for pregnant women. This month, in the journal Genetics and Medicine, the ACMG has released and updated a version of their NIPS position statement. In the previous statement, the ACMG recommended patients at high risk be educated about the potential to use NIPS for three common syndromes, trisomy 21, trisomy 13, and trisomy 18. In the updated version, the ACMG recommends informing average and low-risk women as well about this type of screening. And that differs from the positions previously held by other organizations, too. Anthony Gregg is director of fetal medicine at the University of Florida and one of the paper's authors. He says that the science supports this new position. The concern uh, prior to these large studies was that NIPS would not perform very well in average or low-risk prevalence patient populations. While there has been some reduction in the positive predictive value, the performance of NIPS has remained very robust and, in fact, far exceeds the performance of currently available and, and, and commonly used approaches to screening. Dr. Gregg says that they're emphasizing the S in NIPS for screening. One concern is that pregnant women might take the results of these tests as diagnostic results and assume that they're definitive. He compares it to other common screening procedures. In any screening test, let's say pap smears or mammography, which are commonly used in the uh, routine care of of women. Uh, We know that having a positive pap smear result or a screen positive pap smear result does not mean that a person has cervical cancer. It means that additional testing is required for confirmation. For screening tests, there's a greater potential for both false negatives and false positives than in diagnostic testing. And so in the case of something like Down syndrome, a positive screening result does not mean the fetus has Down, but rather it means that the fetus is at increased risk of possibly having trisomy 21 and that therefore the parents should be advised about the opportunity for definitive diagnostic testing such as amniocentesis. In this position paper, the authors recommend that patients be advised by specialists with an understanding of genetics. One of those is pretest counseling. And in pretest counseling, we think it's very, very important that patients are provided uh, balanced and accurate information that helps them in their decision-making process. And we want to be sure that patients are able to select between a diagnostic or screening approach for the detection of fetal aneuploidy or uh, other genomic changes uh, based on their own personal goals. That's on the pretest side. Again, on the post-test side, we're mostly recommending that patients that get a positive test result uh, have the opportunity to sit down with a person who is uh, appropriately trained genetics professional uh, to discuss their results and what those results mean in terms of uh, options for follow-up. 
Also new to this document, the ACMG suggests that patients be advised of the potential to use NIPS to screen for other chromosomal abnormalities, such as Turner syndrome or Klinefelter syndrome, and for conditions where a portion of a chromosome is over or underrepresented in the genome, known as copy number variants. And there are uh, many conditions uh, that are considered severe in their very nature or associated with significant uh, birth defects and the need for significant postnatal care. And these uh, copy number variants, certain of these can now be screened for uh, using this uh, same technology. The clinical utility of screening for these other conditions is not yet as robust as that for the most common three chromosomal abnormalities that the screening has so far been mostly used for. But the tests do offer screening for some conditions that have no other screening test available. For others, NIPS offers improvements over older methods. There are a number of other recommendations in the paper as well, including how to deal with no-calls when there isn't enough fetal DNA in the mother's blood draw. The ACMG does not recommend a second blood draw, but rather instead recommends the patient be educated about diagnostic rather than screening tests. Dr. Gregg says while the science on using NIPS to screen the placental DNA will continue to advance, the current ACMG position paper should likely remain valid for at least the next few years. For more information, visit www.nature.com GIM. Genetics and Medicine is the official peer-reviewed journal of the American College of Medical Genetics and Genomics and is published by the Nature Publishing Group. I'm Cynthia Graber.